0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, it is story
3: time with Joey Harrington. Officially story time season. Tell us a story. Go.
2: So I jumped ship in Hong Kong, made my way over to the little course in Tibet. I told him I was a looper, a jock, you know, a pro jock, a caddy. So I get to the first D. And who do they give me? <clears throat> the Dalai Lama himself, flowing robes, grace, striking the Lama, <clears throat> 12th, 12th son of the Lama, striking. So we get to the first D and I have him driver. Long, long, big hit of the llama. He looks at me. He falls off and hits one into this ten thousand foot base, this ten thousand foot crevasse. And he looks at me and he says, "You know what he says? He says Gunga Galunga.' No, 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 Gunga, no, no, Gunga, Galunga. <laughs> that's
1: that's pretty well done.
2: That was uh, <laughs> that. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm going so probably... to say that's probably.
2: the 18th and and he's going to stiff me. <laughs> I say, hey. Hey, Lama, you know, how about a little something, you know, for the effort? And he says, there'll be no cash today. But when you die on your deathbed, you'll receive total consciousness. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Yes. That is probably
1: eighty-five to ninety percent correct. That is that's well played, sir.
2: Now if you could
3: could you keep going? Just just recite the whole movie. <laughs> the quotable
2: caddyshack. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny <laughs> Oh boy. No, uh I probably shouldn't go to that scene. Um, you know what's so funny is like you think of those movies that are like, Oh man, that's so incredible and then you look back on it, it's like, oh man, you know, that probably wouldn't fly real well today. So, um, you start to go down one of those scenes and it's like, oh, oh no, I probably shouldn't say that on the radio. Oh, but what about that? No, probably shouldn't say that on the radio. Caddyshack is just
1: universal. You know, what
2: do you do for fun?
1: (laughs) Skinny
3: ski. That was a good story. Thank you. What do you think about Chip Kelly stepping down from UCLA to be an offensive coordinator at Ohio
2: state? (laughs) Uh, I think if you knew chip it wouldn't surprise you ah. why explain that. not want he, did, well, he I mean, doesn't want to deal with a bunch of the crap yeah I mean, and let's let's be honest like in order to compete in college football today, you have to you gotta be knee deep in it you do i mean you've got to be not just paying players, right? Which is what NIL has, has become, but you've got to, you have to recruit the incoming players, provide them with enough financial compensation to quote unquote, make it worth it. And then at the end of every season, you have to go and recruit, re-recruit your own players. So they don't leave. Right, and then you have to recruit out of the transfer portal to replace the players that you didn't retain from your own program. Meanwhile, like it, it's just become this absolute. It's it's become a monkey poop fight, is what it has. Like you know, like and and if you and I say if you knew Chip, like when Chip was at Oregon, he wasn't warm and fuzzy. He wasn't doing. You know, sit down interviews and, and you know, fire time with, you know, story time with chip. No, he just wanted to coach football. He wanted to call football plays. He wanted to think of like, he was that guy that was just like, leave me alone. Like you brought me here to do a job and that's to create an innovative groundbreaking offense. Let me call football plays. And it's gotten to the point where head coaches in college football they don't just, and to a certain extent, it's always been that, right? You know, Bilotti was the CEO. Bilotti was the coach of the coaches, but now you have to be the coach of the coaches. You have to be the friend of the alumni. You have to be the, the sugar daddy to the, the, not just the players, but the players' families, right? You have to be the best friend of the players. Like it's, it's just this role. This college football head coach has become just a, a mess. And I, and frankly, I, I wouldn't want to deal with it either with it either. It's not like he hasn't like guys made enough money, right? No one should you know, chips, not out there buying yachts and you know, he's I'm sure he's been smart with his money and is not living paycheck to paycheck. So if, so if Ohio state says, Hey, you want to just take a step away from all the garbage and just call football players? I'm sure he said, hell yeah, I want to do that.
3: With better players, you know? I mean, yeah. UCLA, they're not really committed. So, I mean, it's one thing to want to jump into the new age college football if you've got all the support and the backing. It's another if you know that your hands are tied. And I, I get what you're saying about him. He He wasn't interested either way. I don't think he was even interested at Oregon
2: when he was at Oregon. That's what's weird about it but um, no, he, that that's my point is he was never doing yeah. Like he was never a man yeah. of the people at Oregon. He won football games because he was a hell of a play caller and he was ahead of his time. He was, he was pushing the envelope and his offense, what he was able to do on the football field made up for his shortcomings, or I should say, allowed him the grace or the, you know, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Not leeway, but like, you know, what he lacked in personal relationships, he made up for by winning 10, 11 football games a year.
3: Yeah. You know, what's amazing is in this, this question just popped into my head. We were talking about this yesterday. It's like, if I told you it was right after the K-State Fiesta Bowl. Okay. So the, they kill K-State. They only lost one game that year, but it was the wrong game. And that's the bowl they got. Chip Kelly leaves, but two years prior, he plays for the national championship. If I told you at that time with you know, that in that Kansas State game. I sat to you down and I'm like, Joey, 12 years from now, Chip's an offensive coordinator. He leaves a Power 5 head coaching job to be an offensive coordinator in the same league. Oh, by the way, Oregon is one of the favorites in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 doesn't even exist. I mean, if I told you all of that at that time in 2012, you'd think I'm crazy, but that's exactly what happened. So my question, the question that popped into my head about that is, what do you think happens... If Oregon keeps Chip Kelly, are they, in a weird way, in a better spot now than if they had kept him? It's a damn good question. No. You don't think so?
2: Yeah. That's a that, good job, So That's a damn good question. Yeah, it
1: is. Um, Got me thinking.
2: When he left, I was curious to see what would happen. Right? I was, I was, I say not frustrated, but you know, I would have loved for him to stay because, you know, like I said, they were one win away from an undefeated season. They'd been a national championship. They were on a roll. In a certain way football caught up with him and some of it was rule changes. You know, some of it was just the evolution of the game, but what chip was doing at that time was so innovative that they literally had to make rules to, to curtail what it was that he was doing right. You know, rules about substitutions on defense. And, you know, remember how Nick Saban was up in arms that his guys were getting so tired. And, and so in the way that everything is cyclical and every, you know, every good thing comes to an end, there was going to be a time when the rest of the football world caught up with chip's offense. It wasn't going to last forever. And I almost wonder now that you've, you know, you've, you've posed that question and maybe he thought this, that it was the right time to leave. Mm. Right. You know, yeah. well, I mean, look at it now. He's, he's the head coach. He was the head coach at UCLA. They were below average for his first couple of years, you know, Get to an eight-win season. Do they have a nine-win win season? I'm not quite sure if they got that last that year, far. right? Maybe with a bowl game. Did they get nine? Didn't yeah, they? I thought they did. But I mean, you you, you cover over what was either five years? No, four. Ah, uh, four. Ah, uh, COVID year maybe. Whatever. What, it whatever it was, you know, it's ish four, five, six ish. He had three under five hundred. You know, so he's probably a five hundred coach at UCLA. I
1: and think granted, the talent I, is different. I think he's right at five hundred. It's right. It's right there.
2: Yeah. And I I wonder if Yeah, six seasons. I don't know. I mean I, I I almost I think it has allowed Oregon to to branch out a little bit. And and it's and it's funny because there's there was and and I was definitely included in this, like the discomfort of stepping out of that of that of the family, right? There was safety. There was familiarity. There was, you knew what you were going to get, but, you know, looking back on it um, and seeing how football has evolved, I, I, I don't know if Chip, you know, I don't know. If, if he wouldn't have suffered the same fate, um, I don't know. It, it's a really interesting question because I, I think football has evolved. I do think Defenses it's a, have evolved. I do think it's yeah. a testament to
1: the structure, like the, the the bones which was built, which you know, you, Brooks, Bilotti, Phil, Nike, you know, all that. Uh, certainly the ads and the hires. But you think about after Chip left, you know, Helfrich had his his moment in the sun, and but you go, you know, from, from Helfrich and Taggart and Cristobal, and like it hasn't necessarily been. All sunshine. And you look at a lot of programs. Virginia Tech is one that I always compared Oregon to, like an east-west sort of thing. Um, obviously, I think Oregon had more resources dumped into it, but kind of rose up uh, and, and were kind of the modern day, hey, we've arrived. But after Beamer left, Virginia Tech's never been able to get back. And Oregon kind of stumbled their way through a little bit, but sure seems like they came out the other side. And and that I, I think that's a testament to just, like I said, the, the structure of the program
2: i mean i I, I agree um, what was your original question? <laughs> was it like do you think like I'm trying to were they better off I... with
1: with the way it went with him leaving as opposed to hanging around
2: <sighs> yeah you stumped him caught him yeah you know I, I i do i I think that looking back from this perspective from from this point looking back right now I think they are better off now than they would have been had chip stayed I agree because because I think chip I think college you know football would have caught up to what chip was doing chip doesn't like recruiting nope chip is not a people person, right? For the same reason that he left UCLA to go call plays at Ohio State, Chip is an X's and O's person. And like we were just talking about, college football has, has become a mess. A mess of parents and cash and endorsements and transfers. And in a weird way, The Helfridge to Taggart to Cristobal to Lanning, you know, whatever you want to call it, fiasco or upheaval or or unsettled, you know, just just uncertainty. I think has allowed us to figure out what is not necessarily what's important, but what is going to last, right? What is it that college football looks like? And, and it's it's one of those funny things where like only through failure and only through loss do you actually truly, truly learn, you know, what it is that you should be doing. You know, winning hides a lot of mistakes. we like w- winning hides a lot of a lot of the crap. And I think that that had Chip stayed, I think a lot of the crap would have continued to to hide and in and that you know call it six eight ten year stretch allowed Oregon to in and the athletic department and the football department to kind of figure out what what it looked like and what it means to truly be relevant and and not just a you know uh, a one and done, but uh, but an every year, what it's going to take to be relevant in college football year after year. And, and I don't know that that chip as a head coach, and I think we see it with him leaving and going to call plays at Ohio state. I don't know that chip as a head coach necessarily would have been on board with what it takes to do that right now.
3: I agree and the ducks are in great hands. I mean, look, it doesn't matter what chip Kelly would have done for 10 years. I'll take this. I mean, I, I don't know that it could be in better hands. No, I don't I
2: don't either. And that's that's the irony of this whole thing yeah. is is I mean, what what seemed like what had so many of us like in I don't call it say a panic, but just like really like on the edge of like what the hell is going on? Like are we gonna lose thirty years of what we've built? But I think it's, it's that, and credit Rob Mullins and credit that, that athletic department for, for finding the guy who wanted to be there, right. You know, finding the guy who want to, who truly wanted to embrace Oregon, who wanted to embrace college football, who wanted to embrace the job, the challenge, like, man, like the, every time I think about the landscape of college football, I, I just am grateful for Dan Lanning and his staff, and the, and and for them being there, and and for for the commitment they have made in Eugene. All
3: right, let's pause. We're with Joey Harrington here, courtesy of Mod's PDX. When we come back, how will Oregon do in the Big Ten? And we'll wrap up the Super Bowl with our friend Joey when we return here on the Fan.
4: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan.
3: All right, we're back with Joey Harrington, courtesy of mods PDX. The future of building is here. You know, we we were talking about Chip Kelly and the you know, the State of the Oregon program. What's also wild to think about is that Oregon is waltzing into the Big Ten. They're the favorite. Maybe the favorite. I mean, they, they outside of Ohio I think Ohio <laughs> State. Ohio State is is technically the favorite, but Ohio State has yeah. they have to come to Eugene to play. I mean, outside of those two teams. I mean, those are probably the two most talented teams in the league, and that's unbelievable to think about, right? That Oregon is in a situation where they're going to the Big Ten, where that's kind of scary. It's like, I don't know. But, my God, they're better than pretty much every team in that league, at least on paper.
2: Is, is this okay to plan, an okay time to say I told you so?
3: <laughs> you kind of did. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, seriously, well, you guys have been making a big deal about. Wait like, a minute! Oh my God, it's Wisconsin! Oh no, my God, it's Stanford! Oh my God, it's no, like... And every no, time I no. say, like, look, it's 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 not that much different.
3: Uh, but see, I think it is. I just think I think there's two different things here. One is Oregon is just in a really good spot. A lot of good transfers. They got Dylan Gabriel. That th- they look better now than they did a year ago, two years ago, obviously, right on, on paper. So they're just better. But I still think it's tougher in the Big Ten than it is the Pac-12. I just think it's deeper. I, 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 I that, that's just what I think. I, I just think maybe the upper echelon Oregon it fits right in with the Ohio States and the Michigans. But I, I just feel like it's deeper. I mean, there's 18
2: teams in the damn
3: league, and I just think some of those road yeah, and games. And you don't
2: play half of them. No, I know. And last but... time, and last time I checked, it, it was one of the teams from the Pac-12 that was in the in the national championship game.
3: Well, that's true, but it right. also doesn't really matter. In a sense that the the tournament's going to twelve, so you can stumble a couple of times. If you yeah. lose an extra game in the Big Ten,
2: it doesn't matter. Just get into the tournament. I guess, right? My and my point is that the upper echelon of the Pac-12, Oregon and Washington, were two of the what four, five, three, six best teams in the country, and I'm right there. Well, last
3: year, right? but again, I I I think they're. De- I think the Big Ten is deeper, and always has. But you been. don't play half of them. You don't play 18 games in well, a season. But my point is, is you don't get, you, you don't get as many cupcakes, even if you miss, you miss some teams, but y- you know, the gimmies, when you look at a Pac-12 schedule, there are gimmies. I think yeah, when you look I at it,
2: Indiana is probably, Indiana is really tough. So oh, is Purdue. Get at it. They, pro- I guess you're that's right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Those Minnesota, are tougher uh, games. Minnesota is an absolute yes. powerhouse. Tougher game. I'm, I'm sorry. Ruck, Rutgers. Yes. No, no, no. My, My fault. Um, Maryland, God, they are yes. such a powerhouse in football. You're, you're making my, my case goodness. for me.
3: No one's saying they're powerhouses, but the, all three of those are tougher games than the than Cal or Stanford or whomever.
2: Really? Yes. I I'll put this out. Put a, put a Twitter poll out there. Who would you rather play, Stanford or Rutgers? Who would you rather play in college football, Stanford or Rutgers? Okay. I'll I'll put it out. I go ahead. Go ahead. What are we betting? Because I will I will I will put I will uh, you name the terms. I guarantee you. What if I people said people would rather play Rutgers than Stanford?
3: What if I said let's make this fair? And what if I said what, sta- how is it not because fair. Because you My named point. 3 because you cherry picked. You cherry picked two of them. You
2: said Cal and Stanford, I said Rutgers and Maryland. Yes.
3: And you said uh, Purdue and in Indiana. So I'm going to I'm going to do those four and then I'm going to do Stanford, Cal and then you pick the other two. Pack 12. I don't know. The old doormats
2: of the Pac-12. The old doormats? (laughs) You mean Colorado? Uh, Yeah, okay.
3: um, I'll put them in there. Sure.
2: Okay. Colorado and, well, old doormat was Arizona. But,
3: (laughs) you know, like... Pick it. Arizona? Sure.
2: Oregon State. Washington. I mean, you... You pick, I mean, who, who's t- tell me a do- like the doormat of the conference two years ago was Oregon state. Okay. The doormat of the conference okay. last, you know, not last, but the, the previous year was Colorado. All right, I'm going to be an impartial.
1: So I'm okay. just going to go, and I know it's, it's, it's just a, it's a simple sample, but I'm going to take 2023. So we're going to take the non-league out of it. Okay. Okay. So the, these are the two schedules and you guys can just make mental notes and decide where you want to go. It was Colorado, Stanford, UW, Washington State, Utah, Cal, USC, Arizona State, Oregon State, okay?
3: Ooh, Arizona State, that could be a good one. That was
1: 2023. Here's 2024, okay? So we're going to get rid of, obviously, we're getting rid of the the non-conference. UCLA, Michigan State, Ohio State, Purdue, Illinois, Michigan, Maryland, Wisconsin,
3: Washington. I just think that's tougher. But but of the schools that we mentioned, I still think... For that, I'm the Big Ten or all,
1: all I'm saying is, at least I, I, I'm somewhere between the two of you on this. I think you guys are both dug in, but I will say, just from a 2023 to 2024 standpoint, you can't tell me that 2024 isn't significantly harder than 2023.
2: Okay, this is this is an entire half hour segment, <laughs> but but we're we gonna, you know, uh, you you think you think U Dub's gonna be good next year? UW lost 21 of their first 22 (laughs) on offense. Again, you you think UCLA is going to be good next year after losing their starting quarterback and their head coach? No, I think
1: I think UCLA is probably going to be rough. I didn't think UCLA was that good that year, but I'm not going to count out Washington, certainly because Oregon keeps saying that they're better than Washington and they keep beating them. So I'm I'm not going to sit up here and say that Oregon's going to roll over Washington. That's what everyone keeps saying. And yet you can't do it.
2: Okay. Uh, OK, fine. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying <laughs> in your face <laughs> I, I, or Washington was better than Oregon this year. That, that's 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 the truth. I'm I'm saying next year we're talking about next I'm year's just
1: going schedule. next year's schedule. I think next year mm-hmm. when you throw in just just the idea of throwing in Ohio State, Michigan and Wisconsin. And then you still have some quality Pac-12 old foes because you're still going to play Oregon State. You're still playing UCLA, even though I don't think UCLA is very good. I'm with you on that. I'm not ready to write off Washington. The but, but, some, but no,
2: no, no, Oregon State isn't in your
1: isn't in your conversation because that, that's it's not a league. that's true. I guess I'm just saying you're 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 going to play them every year, right? So they're they're technically kind of grandfathered that, I, in. You can't say that they're
2: not included <laughs> and then all of a, all of a sudden come back and it, you sakes. can't triple stamp a double stampy. You can't triple stamp a double stampy. I just
1: I just think adding in schools I'm I'm with you with some of the middle of the road stuff, but I think adding in some of those those games, just the idea of adding in Ohio State and Michigan State when you're still having to play most years USC and Washington, which were your two big opponents in the in the in the Pac twelve. I think you're trading Utah, like, and I'll give you the to me the 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 washes. I don't think there's a difference between Arizona State and Illinois and Cal and you know whatever. I'll I'll wash that, but to me, you're trading, you're basically trading like Utah and and Arizona, uh, who else? Like Washington State. You're, You're trading some decent schools, and you're trading them for Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. I. I'll give you the bottom feeders. That's no different, but I think the top end, because you're still having to play the are the, the good quality teams from the Pac-12 on a year-to-year basis. I, I just think, I, to me, the top end is harder.
2: I I, I don't. I, I think you'll end up playing one harder game a year. I mean, the, yeah. it is the is the way that it works. One or out two is. I, I, I can't. Based on yeah, I mean that that's. I I don't think. I don't think playing USC is any different than playing Penn state. I don't think that, you know, uh, like those, those games are, you know, you want to trade, you know, Washington and Michigan were essentially on par this year, right? Those are the two teams that played in the national championship game. The fact that you've got an 18 team league and you're not going to play them all, you're going to get one harder, harder game a year, Rutgers and Maryland, they're doormats. They're always going to be doormats in the same way that Cal is always going to be the doormat because certain schools are funded and certain schools aren't right. Like certain schools care about having a winning football program and certain schools say, sorry, you know what academics is more important to us. And that's, that's, you know, that that's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, the reality is you will get a harder game. You know, you'll sub out, you know, you'll lose a, you'll lose a cow and you'll gain a Wisconsin. Right. And and that's going to be the difference between last year's schedule and this year's schedule.
3: Watch out for the Boilermakers. I think we came to a somewhat, well. we all we have came to a middle ground. We have three separate opinions. He thinks the top uh, it's, it's, the top is tougher in the big 10. I think it's deeper in the big yeah. 10 and you think it's about the same. Yeah. We're somewhere in the. So you know, let's, let's on, fight.
2: We're on the spectrum. I think, I think Rutgers and Maryland and Illinois and Indiana and, um, maybe not Minnesota. Uh, I think they're garbage. Okay. I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're, they're no different. I would, I would rather play those schools than at Washington state. I'll tell you, tell you what you, you tell me you're either going to the Palouse to play Washington state or you're going to any of those schools. And I would go to any of those schools any day of the week and twice on Sunday.
3: Well, I guess, uh, we'll find out. And when they lose on the road at Purdue, I will (laughs) be the first to tweet at you.
1: The the plus side is you can lose two, maybe even three games. It doesn't really matter. Two will get in three. eh, Now you've put yourself in harm's way. All
2: right. We may not be friends anymore. Did, did we, did we just, did we, did we well, do some damage here? Your
3: incessant yelling is, is tough.
2: <laughs> I'm not yelling. I'm just on the phone. And so does it come across as yelling? No, I don't mean to be yelling. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, Rob's,
1: Rob's I'm sensitive. He's kidding. very fragile.
2: He's a conscientious objector. I, I like sports fights. <laughs> Great. Sports fights. Hey, we gotta be more East coast. You know what we should do? You know what we should do is we should put on, we should go like box. Ooh, full hockey goalie gear. <laughs> and then we take turns like hitting each other with hockey sticks <laughs> and see who's standing.
3: I don't like that. <laughs> Rob's not into violence. Let's play I golf. I thought
2: that was a sports fight. Let's play golf. Sports
3: fight. Good sports fight. You and me golfing.
2: How about that? Ah, oh, man. With I, drinks. I can't even.
3: I can, ooh. And the loser of this buys drinks. Oh, there you go. That's now
2: right. we're on to something. Now That's what we it is. It out.
3: But we have to go to your country club.
2: Uh, you mean Rose City?
3: Yeah, or or my Country Club, Langdon Farms.
2: <laughs> Sweet. We'll do a home and home. Gotta love public golf in Portland. That's
3: right. You definitely do, sir. All right. Well, we got to go now. We no Super Bowl talk. We'll. Uh... The Super Bowl wasn't even that important.
2: Other than nobody nope. knew the overtime rules.
3: Big Ten is though.
2: <laughs> I didn't know the Big overtime Ten would rules. win the Super Bowl. You I didn't think. know that? I was screaming at my TV. I was like, "Why aren't they calling time out? They have twelve seconds left."
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you must not have been listening to the broadcast. They were telling us, they, you know, I mean, they said Who it on there. Who listens
2: to the broadcast during the, <laughs> the Super Bowl? Oh, my God. I was asleep at, at one point during the halftime show. Dude, falling asleep during football is the best thing in the world.
1: It's the best oh nap you gosh. can have.
2: Feet up on the coffee what? table, you mm-hmm. know. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Do you fall asleep? Little nachos but... in the belly. Man, it was a good Sunday. Do you you have... wake up and it's overtime. Jeez. Do you have the
3: bourbon in your hand? And then you you're sleeping, but you don't spill it. I've done that before.
2: I actually I actually didn't have anything to. uh, I had uh, nothing in the hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, we got to go. We'll talk to you next week
3: out at the Portland Auto Show. (laughs) Oh, sweet. Let's talk cars. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Love everybody. Joey Harrington, courtesy of Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Coming up next, Club 1080 on the fan.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.